0: Hi, this is Susan Nethercote and welcome to episode 48 of the Studio Insider Art Podcast. In today's episode, I'm chatting with my studio assistant, Steph, who has gotten an art retail opportunity that she was hoping for. And now she's having all the feelings as she waits to hear how customers are responding to her work. Listen in as I coach Steph through her up-leveling freak out, From managing imposter syndrome to hitting refresh about a thousand times a day on the online store to calming all those vulnerable feelings. This is a wonderful episode for artists who have struggled with feelings that come along with putting themselves out there. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, this is Susan Nelicott, and welcome to the Studio Insider Art Podcast. In these episodes, I throw open the doors to my art studio practice and how I run my business as a professional artist. Whether it be candid insider chats with my studio assistants, Laura and Steph, or interviews with other creatives, or answering listener questions, there is something here for every emerging artist. I hope my journey can help you feel a bit more at home in your own. Hello Steph. Hi Susan, how are you? I'm good, but I'm a bit worried because you just called me Susan. (laughs) I did something wrong. (laughs) You're not in trouble.
1: (laughs) It's like my mother. Oh my gosh, I get that when I'm called Stephanie. I'm
0: like, who even is that? (laughs) Who even is that and why is she in trouble? No, seriously. So I'm sensing (laughs) something is not. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Well, that's a way to start a call. Yeah, yeah. I'm not all all with it today, Suze. You're not all with it today. Tell me what's going on. I've got all the feelings. I need your help. (laughs) Oh gosh, it's a distress call. Okay, let's slow down. Tell me what's happened.
1: Well, some good things. I know they're good things, but they feel terrifying. So I reached out to a store a couple of weeks ago that I really love who sells beautiful artwork and um, I got brave and I sent her a, a, an email with some imagery um, suggesting she might want to take a look at my art too. And she did and I sent some to her. It arrived this week and she's put them in her shop and I'm freaking out.
0: <laughs> I'm freaking out. Oh, my out. goodness. Okay. Oh, darling, that is tough. Well, it should um, be. I
1: mean, it's a great, amazing opportunity. I should be really excited. Should be an in inverted commas. And, and I'm, but I'm not. I'm so nervous. I keep. I'm switching from like the celebration emoji and the vomit emoji, like into <laughs> like interchanging between the two. Oh gosh.
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, Steph, deep breaths. Okay, so a really good thing has happened. A really super, super good thing has happened because this is something that you've actually wanted to happen, which is to get your work in with a retailer and and now you're freaking out. And yeah. I totally get it. It's happened to me so many times. You get the thing you want and then you start freaking out about all the reasons why it could go wrong, all the reasons why it could go right but it doesn't go right in the way you imagine it so you freak out about that. There's so many different elements to it. What do you think is the biggest emotion happening for you at the moment? Like what's concerning you the most?
1: Uh, I feel silly even verbalising it. So my thought process is what if... Nobody likes my art. What if nobody buys anything? And what if there's a ama- this beautiful woman who's taking a chance on me, then regrets that, and I I feel I'm gonna feel really bad. Everyone's gonna hate me. It's gonna be the end of the world, and I'm gonna die.
0: Right. <laughs> so to, I mean, it, you know, it's, it's you're laughing because you're hearing it said out loud, yeah. and, you, and you're recognizing how how young the voice is that's saying that, right? Because when I hear you say that, that's like, a, that's like a little kid freaking out about something and, it's, and that's okay because that's what happens when we get triggered. So you've been triggered. That's the first thing yeah. to identify that, that this, this whole event of having your work accepted into a retail store has triggered you into feelings of rejection basically and nobody liking you.
1: Oh, yeah. And it's so ridiculous. Yeah. But I just want, like, these paintings have been live for less than 24 hours and I've already sold one. Like, I kept refreshing the website. I'm a total grandma and I go to sleep at, like, 8.30 at night. But I was up till 11 refreshing this page just to Aww. see if anybody liked my art. And then I sold one and I had a moment of excitement and then my brain went, oh. What if it's one of my friends who feels sorry for
0: me and doesn't want me to feel bad? Okay, yeah. Okay, so firstly, the thing to do is not to beat yourself up for having the feelings that you're having, okay? Because I know you keep saying it's ridiculous. And in a sense, it's good to keep in perspective that, what you're saying there, when you say it out loud, you're recognizing that that kind of response is actually out of proportion with what's actually happening, but also not to beat yourself up for having those feelings because they're very real feelings. And mm-hmm. what's happened is some something has been triggered in you and you've had a response that is very upsetting and is keeping you awake at night. And that's okay, it's okay to feel this way. And we're just gonna take a step back and walk through it together. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. Deep breaths. Okay. So I'm not going to be able to resolve it for you just to be upfront, but what we can do is get a better recognition of what's going on. And the first thing to say is that the feelings that you're having about this are I know I have had them, I continue to have them. I'm very familiar with the vibe of continually refreshing my website page after I've done a launch, and I have and still do experience having launches that do not work. So I get the feelings that you're having because I've had them and I've had to t- I've had to wrestle with Also that same kind of triggering of younger parts of myself that feel very painfully rejected, which feels like I'm going to die. Like it does feel that way. Really, they're very strong feelings. But I guess the thing that has happened for me over time is I've, I've become better at working through the moments where I know I'm going to be vulnerable. So I kind of almost expect this process to play out every time I put myself out there with something, there's gonna be some level of this process. And that I need to kind of prepare myself for the scenarios that are going to occur. So for example, one of the strategies that I have in place whenever I launch something or have it go live in the way that you've described, not that I work with retailers, but that's a whole other story I'll talk about in a minute. I make sure I'm busy after I hit publish. (laughs) (laughs) That's really smart. (laughs) So I try and take myself Mm. out of my work environment and go and do something lovely that distracts me from that process of continually refreshing the page to see if anyone's bought anything. And that's something that's helped me because it helps me. On two levels first the distraction just stops me from the obsessive like pressing on refresh 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 But also because I'm in life doing something fun. It helps me to go. Well This it keeps things in proportion because I'm in life and I'm enjoying it And if I go and look and nothing's sold like four hours later Which I see as a progression from every 20 minutes hitting refresh, you know, which is kind of what happens then the, if I haven't sold anything, it doesn't sing, it sting as badly because I'm not actually hanging on to. hanging on to that mm. moment. And the other thing that really is at mm. the base of it is that I've got to come to terms with every time that this happens, that there is still a part of me that measures my self-worth from if someone does or does not buy the thing that I created. And that is not a healthy mindset, is it? Hell no, it is not. So I know that you know mm-hmm. this. I know that you know this intellectually because you will often coach me on that <laughs> as well around things that happen in the business. So I know that you know this. So what do you think is happening for yourself in this Well, moment?
1: I think I'm on the edge of stepping into something fantastic and being on the edge of that yes. cliff and waiting for the bridge to emerge in front of me is terrifying and i know i i want what i really want to do is lean into this because if i can feel out this experience and flex that muscle of being on this particular edge then i know that next time it's going to feel a little easier next time it's going to feel le- a little easier Those are that's me intellectualizing the the process and knowing what I need to do. Being in it though. I think I just gotta lean into these feelings and feel them out and let them play out. And like you suggest, stop giving myself a hard time about it. This is the reality of what it's like to be on this particular edge. And It's something that, you're right, I've wanted for quite a long time. Uh, I had this wonderful artist friend, Rach Jackson, and she works with this particular retailer and raves about her. And so it's kind of like a dream relationship, really. So it feels like I've launched into something big quickly. I've been brave and gone for the gold star first rather than working my way up. And so... It feels like there's a lot riding on it. There, there isn't, really. Like, if this isn't a good fit for her customers, that's absolutely fine. I know those paintings are good. If they're not a good fit for her customers, that's cool. I find somebody else who they are a good fit for. And whether I sell them or not has nothing to do with whether they're good, and whether they're good has nothing to do with whether I'm a good human and a valuable human. But... Those emotions are still there. That, that um, ball of moths in the pit of my stomach is still going
0: crazy. Um, I just. So let's just stop there. Let's just stop there with the ball of moths, mm. right? Stop there with the uncomfortable moment, right? The, the feeling that feels awful. One of the most helpful things I've ever heard said about emotions is that they're like clouds. And at the time when they're above you, it's blocking out the sun and you cannot see anything but the darkness, but they're clouds and they move and the next day it's sunny, Mm. right? So it can be very helpful when we slow down the moment of those awful feelings, because part of what's happening when you're refreshing that page continually is you're seeking relief from the feelings you're having by getting validation from someone buying something. So you just spoke to me the most incredible wisdom that you understand about yourself and the value of yourself and your work. So what we've got to do is create a moment where you can really connect with a, just breathing with the feelings you're having, the uncomfortable feelings and not trying to rush away from them by refreshing or whatever else you're doing to to distract yourself from it. And when I go away after I launch something, I often go and do something in nature mm-hmm. and I try and breathe into nature. And part of that process for me is just, and I, and I have a little chat to myself, very similar to what you just said about reminding myself of it doesn't matter what happens. You've put your heart and soul into this. You put it into the world that it's complete and it is not a measurement of your worth whether or not someone buys that but i'm still trying to be with the feelings and then continually reminding myself that they are they are feelings that i'm having, there are a mood that i'm having, there are there are triggered response that i'm having and that it, it is not always going to be that way and that these feelings will shift and move and change with time. Mm-hmm. so and this brings, I keep coming back to that conversation. We had the podcast episode about rejection, which we might actually want to link to in the podcast notes to this conversation because I'm going to tell you very similar things to what I told you in that, which is you've got to just, I'm not going to tell you to journal because I know you don't <laughs> like journaling. <laughs> oh dear. Oops. But what I am going to encourage you to do today is when you feel those feelings come up, Don't panic about them being there. Just allow them to be there and maybe sit down and breathe with them and actually just sit with them and see if you can hold that space with them and bring in a little of that voice that you just spoke to me in your mind while you're holding it because the more that you do that, the more that you realize that that panicked little voice that really just wants reassurance because it's a child within. You get to reparent using Mm. that voice that you have access to but it doesn't it never happens quickly it's always a bit of a process and it's the more you lean into you've said it before you just said it before you want to lean into this edge and you do want to lean into this edge because this edge is going to come up time and time again with different faces on it throughout your art career so you've got to learn how to just be with it to start with because it can't shift if you're continually trying to push it away that means you're not actually addressing it or addressing that moment within yourself or becoming more skillful with how you meet that moment within yourself Mm -hmm. so what i would suggest is just sitting with it and having a little chat to that little one within that's freaking out and and allowing that very smart adult very compassionate kind voice that just spoke to me then about what what you intellectually understand is going on and bringing that and speaking that rather than to me to that smaller part of yourself and saying it in different ways so that you're really reinforcing from different parts of your psyche and you know different younger parts of yourself different ways of understanding and really letting that message sink in Mm. This podcast is brought to you by my new e-course, Painting as a Practice, Chapter 2, Colour Play and Mediums That Pop. In this second chapter of my Painting as a Practice trilogy, I share all my fave colour secrets and also how I layer my bright paintings with a variety of mixed media. I also share some of my studio secrets that make painting a sacred practice. And if you've not taken the foundation course of Chapter 1 and would like the full experience, you can now purchase a discounted bundle of both chapters 1 and 2. You can find out more in the show notes or by visiting susannetherkittestudio.com forward slash online dash classes. Is that helpful? Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, when you talked about it being triggering, I realised that there's another layer to this in that that moths in the stomach... Is the feeling I get when I'm experiencing anxiety, and I have an anxiety disorder. So, and I've lived I lived a very long time with managing that every single day before I finally started medicating, and now I'm a diff- I feel a different human. So that those moths used to be there every day, and now they're not. They're only there when something big comes up, but it triggers that sensation of living living with that feeling every day, and I think deep down. Mm it's almost like my brain has gone oh there it is this will be with us forever now Steph like it it, it's not recognizing it as a cloud because it, it hasn't been in this different modality for long enough to fully understand that that I never had the ability before to notice an emotion and allow it to pass that was not possible and it's only been since I've been on medication that I can do that so I think that muscle isn't very strong yet and I needed that reminder that it will pass this will not be my experience for the rest of my life those moths will go away and they'll probably go away very quickly within a day or so and marrying the adult version of myself that knows these things with the terrified child who has just been told that you can never make a living off being an artist and her world is devastated is something that I'm still learning how to do. Like, I'm not very far along the path of practising that either. And you're much further along that path, I think. And, you know, working with Marie, who was in a previous episode, I think has helped you get, further along that path so it's really wonderful to hear your experiences of being a few well you're not even a few steps ahead you're yards down that road from me knowing that it works and that I can get through this it doesn't go away but it gets easier or this trigger lessons yeah Yeah. it does
0: and the piece that I'll share with you that has probably been most valuable that I've received from Myrie around it is the part where you slow down and you breathe with it and you feel into the nature of it because it's almost like the monsters in the shadows and the longer that you actually sit with them and be with them the more you realize their shadows and that the what you thought had substance and weight doesn't have as much as you thought and you get that through being with it through being present with the emotion that's happening and I just want to circle back also to what you've said about the insight you've had about how the the sensation the physical sensation that you've had in relationship to this happening is is that same feeling or similar feeling to what you have with anxiety which you're recovering from and this is something that you and I both share we both suffer from anxiety so I totally get That perspective, and that's that's where the sit. This is so. What we've done in this call is we've actually slowed down the process enough to see. Well, yes, there's a piece here that's a small child, but there's also a piece here that's a part of you that's actually not that young and has. Really, only been something that you've been working with in the last few years around anxiety as an adult that's been triggered as well. So, in slowing down and being with it, you've been able to see, well, there's this other layer. And that is an incredibly valuable insight to have as well. Because for a person that's recovering from an anxiety disorder, I know from experience that when those feelings return, it is very, very scary because you're like, oh my God, it's coming back. (laughs) And that brings its own panic and that, and another layer of anxiety on top of your anxiety and as anyone that suffered from an anxiety disorder will know that that is what anxiety <laughs> is so you don't want more of that feeling so it is very scary so let's just breathe with that for a moment and acknowledge that having that triggered even though that's not a, a, a child part of yourself it's from a you know not so long ago, that let's just be with that for a minute because that's a big deal and that that's very disruptive, especially when you've had a sleepless night as you've had last night over this. It when you're lying awake at night, you're often thinking, "Oh my God, it's coming back." Mm. So there's a whole other layer there. So let's just reassure that part of yourself that you're. It's that's not what's happening. It's just that the feeling, the ed, the feeling of the edge that you're on is a very similar physical sensation and feeling to what you've had with clinical anxiety. So let's just let that recognition sink in. Mm. The physical yeah. sensation's very similar, but it doesn't mean that it's happening again. No. So just <laughs> take a breath with that. Take a breath with that and let that sink yeah. in. It might take a while for it to fully sink in, but let's just really let that connect. Mm. Does that ring true Yeah, absolutely.
1: You? And when I mention these emotions I'm experiencing to my husband, his response is, do you need to up your medication?
0: <laughs>
1: you know, yeah, that's his fear right. too, that it's coming back.
0: And I, and I, no, I don't. And I bet the th- same thought probably, but did the thought cross your mind? Yeah,
1: of course it did.
0: When you yeah. had the feeling? How yeah. can I numb so, this? you know, How can I totally make this go
1: away? But I don't, I know, I know from my work with you that, that is not the way to deal with this particular problem because I don't want it to go away. I actually want to explore it and see it through because I'm not going to get to the I'm not going to be able to cross the bridge to the next exciting opportunity and next terrifying moment without dealing with this one. I'm just going to go back into my shell and be terrified of those moths forever. That is not what I want.
0: No, and you and I both, Steph, and I battle, battle with the same thing all the time. Actually, it's, it's. I want to make friends with that edge within my business and my creativity and my art making. All of those things. There, there are edges within, within all of those things that I continually have to come to every now and again and those same feelings come up and I have this same cascade of emotions that you're happening this doubt on my anxieties coming back or you know, all of the things I've been triggered at early childhood trauma has been triggered, which, you know, historically can take me a very long time to get over. But the truth of it is that I've actually gotten much more fluent with it over time. And I recognize more of the subtleties around what's happening, like that one that we just identified around the feeling that you have, that it feels like your anxiety is coming back. And that's, that in itself is generating panic. Those little micro identifications of Well, actually, maybe it's not that my anxiety disorder is coming back. Maybe it's just that the feeling that I'm having now is very similar to that. And that's a bit triggering for me. Mm. That kind of subtle shift in and recognition makes Mm. all the difference because then you get to see the truth, which is much always there's always shades of gray. As we know, as painters, you know, there are all these colors in between all of the colors, you know. And that's what we learn. and that's our, like our emotional landscape. The more that we're, we can sit with it and be with it, the more of the subtleties we can see. It's almost like applying your artist's eye to your emotional landscape so that you can become more knowledgeable and skillful about being able to sit with it. Cause when you can sit with it and not pathologize it, like, you know, that's one thing, I mean, when you've been diagnosed with a disorder that, that feels similar, it, the temptation to pathologize every feeling that you have is there. And maybe it's not that it, it is part of the illness. Maybe it's just a normal human reaction, <laughs> which I actually really believe is what's going on here. And this is an edge that all artists experience, yeah. right? Like, this is something that all artists, if they want to make their way in the world professionally, have to make friends with being in these places because they're gonna keep happening. And we may be, it, it, there's also this other side to it, which uh, comes up for me because I had a great conversation with Myrie on an interview I did with her on her platform around sensitivity oh. and how, how sensitive creatives can be and how our sensitivity can often be seen as something that disables us. The world can often see it as something that disables us. When in reality, it's actually part of our superpower. It's just we, can, we have the ability to see things actually in more detail and more clearly than a lot of other people mm. do. So if we apply that to these emotional places we come to, we can meet those edges with far more grace and become better at it and more fluent at dealing with it.
1: Suze, so you make a really painful experience sound so beautiful. <laughs>
0: Well, I, yeah, I don't wanna take away from it being painful though, cause I get where you're at, it sucks. But it is a beautiful thing and it can, to view it as such, doesn't, that helps, yeah. right? Cause I think what we've just done in this call is we've shifted, we've shifted out of the space of this feeling is wrong and I shouldn't have it to this feeling actually has a lot of really valuable information in it if I can meet it in a way that's compassionate to myself. And gives it the time of day that it deserves yeah which we often don't do with difficult feelings we just want to escape yeah we just want to
1: push them under the rug until we trip over them next time
0: (laughs) yeah very well said very well said that's exactly what we do or run away run the other direction so but they're not going away I think we've been on the planet long enough to know that have for sure
1: so (laughs) in terms of your own art business can you think back to when you were really just emerging what what things were that trigger for you were there any moments that turned out to be big breakthroughs that
0: felt like that gave you those emotions oh totally and so I can tell you when around the time when I did my first exhibition which was actually a combined exhibition with my friend Ali Shirley and that triggered such a huge anxiety in me, and, and I did develop clinical anxiety at that time. And it's actually, I've talked about this a bit on the podcast, particularly with Laura in preparation for her exhibition. That experience actually caused me to identify that maybe exhibitions weren't the right direction for me which is a course that I've stayed. I find that kind of pressure of putting together a large body of work that gets exhibited in a pretty short space of time. And all this pressure rests on this one moment. It was not a good experience for me. Uh, and, but, but I was able to be with those emotions and go, okay, I don't think this is for me. And then rather than making that a bad thing, like, a running away thing it was actually a way to empower myself to pursue my business in other directions which is kind of the process that you're in at the moment too with pers- wanting to pursue uh, a retail direction for your art and ways of getting your work out there that are very connected with interiors and you've got you've got a whole strategy in place for why you've pursued the direction that you're currently succeeding in, might I say. <laughs> oh,
1: let me take a big let's, breath around that. Let's receive that.
0: Oh, yeah. So that was a similar process for me and... Um, so I, and, I, and I was so terrified that it was you know not, not a fun experience and it went on for several months and I wasn't sleeping and it was a really difficult experience. But it was a really valuable experience in figuring out the direction I wanted to move in with the way that I did business. Because I'd been in business long enough with my fashion business before to know that you want to be very, very careful about how you position the way that you deliver your work to the world because that is your job and that is what your time is made up of and I was able to identify through that experience that this was not a direction for me that was helpful. So that was the time where I decided I'm going to focus very much on creating connections through social media. Um, I'm gonna build my following on Instagram which succeeded and I'm going to have put my work out there in such a way that um, hopefully I start to attract buyers. It's all experimental and then in retrospect it makes sense that it works but no one knows it's going to work in the moment. No. And every single one of those mm. moments is filled with terror like, and all the things you're talking about.
1: It's fascinating to me that you took what sounds to be quite a negative experience and didn't let that stop you you just pivoted you went okay that's not for me that's exactly
0: yeah. right probably sounds really fluid to me describing it to you in this moment but it was very messy at the time and I bait, beat myself up for a while about that going were well, you just giving up and mm. you know you should push through and make it work because this is what artists do they have exhibitions but um you know I had to learn to have a conversation with that voice and go but this isn't the direction that best serves me so yeah that's one that i can tell you about a very recent one where i've come up at an edge is when i was launching my painting as a practice e course chapter one which was a very new offering uh, that came from a very deep place within me with something that i really believed in so the terror for me there was around well are people really going to be interested in what is essentially coming from the tender most part of me which is really probably what artists are doing when they're bringing their art to the world, anyway, because we are bringing our hearts through our paintings to the world, which is why it's such a tender place. So that in itself, I had to give myself a lot of space around that and do a lot of a lot of um, sitting quietly with that and talking to myself through that. Around, well, if it succeeds, great. If it doesn't, well, you you tried it, you gave it your all you put your heart in the world I also because that course had an element to it that was quite deep I didn't have an expectation that it was going to resonate with Mm. everyone and I was very clear with myself around that that I may not get tons of people but I know that I've put the thing in the world that I feel really passionate about and I really believe in and, and I knew I had to do that so There are two examples of edges I've been up against in my own art career, one of about a million, two of about a million. (laughs) Exactly.
1: (laughs) But when I think about that final experience you speak of, um, well, you were validated. People did love what you created But I know you, and I know that even if they hadn't, that wouldn't have stopped you. You would have kept moving on to the next thing. It would have taken you a while to process those big emotions, but you would have moved on. So seeing you do that and knowing that you experience all the same drama in those moments gives me confidence in my own ability to process this current little blip Which will be something that I look back on and go, oh, yeah, remember when that happened.
0: Yeah, and you will become more and more skillful with it. I mean, I am back in that moment again. I'm about to launch Chapter 2 of Painting as a Practice. I am back in that moment, but it is less intense and my relationship with it is different this time. But still the fear is there and the edge is there. I'm about to put something into the world and I don't know how it's going to go. So... And, you know, I think in many ways this podcast has been one of the, one of the greatest lessons I've had in practising being on edges because we continually do it here, like we're continually putting our hearts out there through this podcast and speaking very openly and honestly for people, not knowing really how that's going to go. And the world never ends. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And mostly we get back feedback that's really beautiful from people that they're resonating with what we're saying and how the way that we're sharing very honestly and openly about our experiences, such as the one we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. So that in itself has probably been one of the best trainings in just keep on, keep on talking about it, keep on moving with it because that's essentially what this podcast is. It's it's an edge meeting exercise, yeah, it isn't is. it?
1: And that reminds me that I I'd, I'd love to hear from some listeners about their. Experiences like this, like if anyone's going through an edge oh, moment, yes. please let us know about it because we'd love to be able to help with that or investigate that on the podcast. And and I I just really want you to be able to help people, other people, the way that you help me every week.
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, well, I mean, but you're helping them too, Steph, oh. through what you're doing. And so it's not; it's actually. I hope that when you re-listen to this episode and you're editing, listening to yourself, that you hear that you actually had all the wisdom. It's the, the only piece that was missing was that the wisdom that you hold in your mind and your learned experience around these things, which is that you're actually very wise and you you understand all these things that I am reiterating for you. It's the, the skill that all of us need to strengthen in those edge moments is the bit where we're at. Cause most of us have this knowledge intellectually. Yeah. It's the disconnection, the, the disconnection between whichever part of ourselves is freaking out and the intellectual knowledge. And that it's helping those two to meet up and have a dialogue with one another. That that's where the power lays is continuing to connect those two pieces. And you can only do that by slowing down breathing with the difficult feelings allowing them to be there and then bringing the wiser part of yourself to that part of yourself enough times that it starts to hear you yeah so thanks Suze I'll thank you for bringing your vulnerability on the podcast because I know that it's serving so many people
1: great let's chat again soon shall we
0: we will and and congratulations because <laughs> you're actually succeeding <laughs> you've sold one more will sell yeah there's the good feeling congratulations congrats you've really achieved an ama- you've achieved something amazing let's acknowledge that you've put yourself out there in a direction that was really meaningful to you you've actually succeeded in that that person has taken you on and they're selling your work and they've sold your work so can you receive that for a moment i can now half an
1: hour ago i couldn't but right now yeah i feel like celebrating
0: <laughs> great Ah, oh, so lovely to talk with you steph you too sus <laughs> we'll chat soon bye everyone bye you can always see more of my art over at com. And if you're interested in learning from me or checking out the podcast notes, you can find those over on SusanNethercoteStudio.com. I love hearing your comments and feedback, so feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you like what you're hearing, then why not snap a screenshot and share it in your Instagram stories. Be sure to tag me at Susan.Nethercote so I can say hi. And if you've got a great idea for a future podcast episode or know someone who you think I should interview, then pop on over to susannethercotestudio.com forward slash podcast. Hit the button in the header image to shoot me an email. Catch you next time.